Amen. Briefly, let's take our Bibles and turn to the Gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter number 22, and we're going to begin at verse number 14. Luke chapter 22 and verse number 14 tonight. Luke 22 and verse 14. It's good for us to be here tonight. Amen. It is good what we're doing tonight. It is a privilege to do what we're fixing to do tonight and to do this in remembrance of the Lord, His suffering, His death, and a reminder that He is coming back again and we will be united with Him physically in His presence. And we will uh, supper together one day after a while. Amen? Great reunion there. Luke chapter 22, verse 14 The Bible says, And when the hour was come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. Lord, my Father in heaven, in Jesus, your name, Lord, we, I come to you, Lord, tonight, Lord, on behalf of your word, Lord, that your word would be glorified among us, Lord, that we could hear it and value it and appreciate it and deeply regard it and love it in our hearts, Lord, and that we'll live by it and cherish it, Lord. And Lord, I pray your word would be magnified in our hearts, it would grow in our hearts and our mind, that our faith would increase. And Lord, that our love for you would grow. And Lord, I pray tonight when we do this simple, simple task that you've commanded us to do, that it will remind us, Lord, of your suffering, your body, your shed blood on Mount Calvary, and that we would not forget, and Lord, that we would be reminded in a very intimate setting tonight. Lord, it, it seems that we don't forget But Lord, the intimacy, Lord, of this evening, this reminder, how important it is, we thank you for it, we praise you for it, and we're so glad you instituted it for us as an ordinance that we must keep. We love you. Bless this night. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. If we come up with a way to remember the Lord's Supper, it would be the most extravagantly obnoxious thing, probably, that you could ever imagine. It would grow over time. We would become more elaborate in it. We would, it might start out simple. But if we was going to like honor Jesus and remember him, it was our idea to do this. It would, become, it would become the thing instead of Jesus becoming the thing. It would lose its simplicity. We, we, we would, it would just grow and grow and grow until that would be it instead of Jesus and what he's done for us. But the Lord says this is what he wants us to do in verse number 19. This do in remembrance of me. 
And he says, I, this is how I want you to do this. And it's so simple, isn't it? It's not extravagant. It's not, it proves, I think, it comes from Jesus. The simplicity that's in Jesus. That Jesus is the theme. Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the prize. And Jesus, this, Jesus literally is saying, this is how I want you to do this. I want you to get some bread, and I want you to break it and pass it out among yourselves. And I want you to eat it. And then I want you to get some wine, and I want you to share it, and I want you to drink it. And that's what I want you to do. But here's the thing, I want you to do it in remembrance of me. So when you do this simple thing, I want you to remember that I, my body was broken for you, and my blood was shed for you, and this is what I want you to do. And I'm afraid if it was left up to us, it wouldn't be that simple, would it, at all? And I thought this afternoon how simple that it is, this remembrance that Jesus commanded us to do. It's so simple, it's impossible to mess up. We can't, it seems almost impossible we could mess this up. Jesus don't tell us where to sit. He don't tell us in what order to hand it out. We could get the order mixed up tonight and still get it right. You know that? If, if, and a lot of times it's our tradition, you know, we have a little of what we do. It's how we re revere it and we want to honor it. But if we did it completely backwards and we still took bread and we still took wine in Jesus' name and did it, we still did it right. You know that? It's so simple, it's almost impossible to mess up. It's beautiful in its simplicity. Amen? This do in remembrance of me. Not only is it so simple, it's almost impossible to mess up, but any Christian can do it. Any one of us, any Christian can do it. That no, there is no Christian that can't do this. Can you eat? Then you can take the Lord's Supper. Can you receive bread and, and wine or, or grape juice in our case? Yeah, then, then you can take the Lord's Supper. Say, so what about a 10-year-old? Is he saved? Yeah, then he can take the Lord's Supper. You know, we really won't let a 10-year-old vote on, at our church. You know that? Like, what really? What does a 10-year-old know about the finances to put a roof on the church? You know? What if Nathan said, and, and he's a fine young man, amen? But what if Nathan said, I'd like to make a motion that we uh, put a roof on the church? You all look back and say, what does... He's never even had a job. But he can take the Lord's Supper. Isn't that amazing? So if, if, if we made it up, we would accidentally leave somebody out, wouldn't we? You, you ever notice that at church that happens? You plan something and, and we, we, we neglect something. It, we, 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 we do something for some. We have a thing and we, maybe we forget uh, handicap access. And we don't mean to do it, but we do. Jesus, it's so simple that anybody can do this. You know, not every Christian can, can pastor a church. You know that, don't you? I mean, there's certain qualifications, you know. Not every Christian can play the piano. You've got to be able to play a little bit, right? We maybe, maybe not every Christian should play the piano at Westside, you know. <laughs> that wouldn't be good, would it, Bonnie? Every one of us play? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Every one of us play the piano, you know. 
Not every Christian can lead the choir. Could you imagine, Bryson? I, I know Bryson would let, probably let anybody do it, but we need somebody to be able to handle it, you know. Not every Christian can do that, but every Christian can take the Lord's Supper. Amen? And that's why every Christian should take the Lord's Supper. Every Christian should do it because every Christian can do it. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. You know, nobody can say, well, it's too complicated, I can't do it. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Well, what would you have me do? I want you to eat some bread, and I want you to drink some wine, and I want you, while you're doing it, I want you to think, and I want you to remember me. What is Jesus saying to us? This is something that all of us should do, and this is something that all of us can do. Therefore, do this in remembrance of me. Amen? Nobody can say, well, I don't know if I'm qualified to that or, or to do that. Are you a Christian? Can you eat? Can you drink? And can you swallow? Yes. Okay, then. Do this in remembrance of Jesus. Amen? You know what I'm afraid? That's why so many Christians of the years have neglected to do it because there's no hype involved in it. There's no glamour involved in it. There's no pomp or circumstances, as they say, involved in it. But let's say if we, if we hype something up and we had an extracurricular thing going on, you know what that reveals, I'm afraid, to the human heart? Oftentimes it reveals to the human heart that Jesus Christ is not enough when everything else has to be added to it in His name to get folks to gather in His name. Do this, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. Do what? Pass out some bread. Share it with the congregation. Drink some grape juice. Swallow it and do it in remembrance of Jesus because his body and his shed blood was broken and shed on Mount Calvary. So it's simple. We, we can't mess it up. It's so great that any Christian can do it. Just like it's amazing, the two ordinances of the Christian church, as we believe them, are this, is get baptized and partake the Lord's Supper. Because you know what? The baptism is a great profession of faith, and nobody has to give a big speech. No one has to preach a sermon. No one has to be eloquent in their testimony. All you've got to do is get in the water. That's it. All you've got to do is let a minister of the gospel baptize you in Jesus and raised to walk in newness of life, and then climb out of the River Jordan, or climb out of the baptistry pool, and you've done it, you've been baptized. You say, what did I do? You did nothing. Isn't it wonderful, too, that it's a, it's a screaming declaration of the gospel? What did you do to be saved? Absolutely nothing. What did you do to get baptized? You were just willing. You didn't baptize yourself no more than you saved yourself. You didn't put yourself in the water no more than you put yourself in the tomb. And you didn't rise yourself up out of the water no more than you rose yourself up spiritually. This is about Jesus, folks. This all is about Jesus. This do in remembrance of me. Amen? Amen. It's impossible to mess it up. Any Christian can do it. And any Christian can understand it. Any one of us, you know what's going on here, don't you? Jesus said in John 6, I am the true bread that came from heaven. And even in this passage, Jesus said, this is my bread, this is my body, this, is, this, is blood, this wine is my blood, drink this, this is the cup of the New Testament which is shed for you. Don't you think about it? How, 
And I remember being a little boy, just been born again. And I remember looking at my little cracker, and I remember thinking about Jesus. You, you won't be able to keep from it tonight. You know that? You can't keep from it, can you? You're thinking about his body, aren't you? You know what's great about that? It's like a picture, and I've said this before. I, I really, I'm not going to go long, I promise. It's like a picture. Jesus has given us something we can hold in our hands. I don't know what he looks like in the flesh, but I know this. I know his body was broken for me. And though I've never seen it with my own eyes, every time I hold a little cracker, I can't help but to think about Jesus. Can you? Everybody understands it. You know, not everybody understands the doctrine of imputation. Not everybody understands the doctrine of substitution. Or the subject of soteriology, which is the study of salvation. Not everybody understands we're all on different spiritual levels, aren't we? All on different levels of biblical understanding and knowledge based on our zeal, effort, and knowledge. But everybody gets this, don't we? Everybody. You don't have to be a theologian to get it. Nine-year-olds understand it. This do, Jesus said, in remembrance of me. Look how beautiful it is. It's as if someone brilliant come up with it. Jesus did. It's so simple and so amazingly brilliant and so inclusive within the Christian church that not one Christian is exempt from the knowledge of it, from the availability of it, from the simplicity of it, and we can't even do it wrong. Just do it. It's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. There's only one exception, though. You must be born again. That's it. So, well, that seems very, uh, not very inclusive. I know it's exclusive. Only those who are born again get it. Only those who are born again understand it. Only those who are born again of God's free grace through Jesus Christ can remember that they once were lost and dead and now they live and see in Jesus Christ. Lost people don't understand the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They know there was one, but they don't understand it intimately. You know, this is an intimate thing we're fixing to do. We're fixing to swallow bread that represents Jesus' body. It don't get no more intimate than that. We're putting symbolically His flesh in our flesh We're putting His blood in our body. What does that mean? Christ in me. This is an intimate, symbolic, reverential, reverent thing that we are putting Christ symbolically in us. Don't get more intimate than that. It doesn't. We're going to swallow bread and drink grape juice. And Jesus said, this is my body. And this is my blood of the New Testament. Do this in remembrance of me. Only those who've been born again can remember the way that Jesus wants them to remember. Hey, I'm closing, but I remember when I couldn't take the Lord's Supper. And you remember that? I remember when my mother looked at me and I thanked God, I had a mother who got it. But you know why she got it? Because it's so simple, isn't it? That any one of us fully understand it. It's not complex at all. And when the, when the deacons came around with the grape juice and the cracker, my mother would look at me and she'd go, no, not today. 
not for you. You know what that did to me, Nelda? My mother always gave me any bite of food I could ever want. When I go to Mama's house, she'd pile biscuits on us. When I went home, my mother would cook and she would about make us eat, Jace. You know what I'm talking about? You ever experienced that? You better eat. But when it come to the Lord's table, my mother told me, not yet. Mm-mm. You know what that did to my heart? It made me realize that something needs to be done. Something needs to take place in my heart that my own mother, who would give her life for me, would not give me the Lord's Supper. You must be born again. Born again. This is for believers, amen? This is for believers. It's so simple, but only believers can partake. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. This is an opportunity. Two things. Number one, if you was like me and you sat by that passing plate, now I'm not saying once you get saved to take the Lord's Supper, but once you get saved to commune with the Lord and get saved to know Jesus as their Savior. If tonight you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you're not a Christian You've never been born again. You've never received Jesus as your only Savior. Maybe tonight you're starting to get it, that I am a sinner, and the wages of sin is death, and it's appointed a man wants to die, and after this the judgment. And whosoever does not believe on him should perish. Whosoever does not drink his blood and eat his flesh, Jesus said, you can have no part in me. Unless you've received Jesus by faith alone, you are lost. You are apart from the grace of God. You are not a Christian at all. You are doomed unless something should happen. And what is that something that should happen? Is that you must be born again. Some of you might think, well, there's not some lost person here tonight. I know for a fact there are some lost people here tonight. I know there is. I know it. You know, this could be the night they get born again. This could be the very night they get saved. You know, we prayed Wednesday night that somebody would get born again today. We're not up here playing games then, are we? We prayed that someone would become a Christian, would know Jesus as their Savior. And tonight, if that's you, if the Holy Spirit is calling you, and the Holy Spirit is telling you, you're the one You're the one. You're the lost one. You're the unsaved one in the building. You're the one who needs to be born again. If the Holy Spirit is saying that to you, then you are the one that God right now is calling you to His Son Jesus right now. Right now. There's something amazing going on then, isn't there? And the Lord Jesus with outstretched hands. Oh, everybody's invited to the table, but you've got to go through Him. You know what I did? I just went to Jesus. That's it. And that what you did, Jason? I just went to Jesus. And I said, Jesus saved me. <laughs> Jesus, I want to be a Christian. He said, you don't even know what a Christian is. Of course I don't, because I'm not one. But I want to be one. I want to be born again. 
I want to be saved. The preacher asked me, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? I said, yes. Say, how did you believe that? The Holy Spirit brought me to that. Yeah, I believe that. Do you believe that Jesus arose from the dead and he's alive? I said, yeah, I believe that. You know what? I still believe that. Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe that. Well, then if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the what? The Lord. And no man can say, Lord, Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. You know what I did? Lord, Lord, save me. And you know what he did? He said, hey, all that come to me, I'll in no wise cast you out. And he received me. But, and I received him. And he gave me a brand new life. And it still lives. And it still goes on. And it's springing forth as a fountain up to everlasting life. And I wonder today if you understand what I'm saying. And if you do, then you come to Jesus. Like I said this morning, maybe you want to come and say, Josh, I've not been saved. I want to get born again. I want to, I want to be a Christian. I want to be saved. I'd love to help you right here if I could. But number two, Paul the Apostle said, 1 Corinthians 11, for the Christians... If we take it unworthily, that, what does that mean? None of us are worthy, remember? None of us are worthy of Jesus. None of us are. But we take it unworthily. We, 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 we take this, when this represents that He saved us from our sins and we're living in unconfessed sin, and we take this in remembrance of Him dying to save us from our sins, we're taking it unworthily. We're not honoring His death. We're, we are actually making Jesus look bad by living in a state of unconfessed, open, public, private sin. Unworthily. What should you do tonight if you're a Christian? You know what, I'm glad you don't have to tell me because I can't do anything about it. Just confess your sins to Him. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm not where I need to be. I want to make sure I'm where I ought to be. I can't get there but by your grace. Would you, would you, I confess I'm on the wrong path. Would you forgive me and cleanse me? And I want to take this Lord's Supper tonight in its full intention that you came to save me from my sins and I want to live according to that truth and reality in my life. If that's you tonight, maybe you'd like to come and you'd like to pray about it and talk to Jesus about it. You, can't, you don't have to talk to me about it. I'm not no priest for you. You talk to the Lord about it. Amen? Amen. Whatever the need might be. Let's sing together.